0: Hello everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to go your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at inside the Penguins or anywhere. You get your podcasts from the Penguins. Well, they're off today as they sit on a two game win streak. It was a good weekend for them, a four to nothing win over the Washington Capitals on Friday night, and an equally nice five to two win over the Calgary Flames back on home ice. Saturday evening, outscoring opponents 9-2 doesn't get much better than that. They erased the sour taste of opening night and their loss to the Chicago Blackhawks and are now 2-1-0 on the young season. There were plenty of welcome signs in those two games, obviously seeing Tristan Jari and Alex Nedeljkovic both look solid in back-to-back games is obviously a welcome sign. You love to see Tristan Jari getting his first shutout of the season. I believe it's his 14th of his NHL career. And then Alex Nedeljkovic in his Penguins debut really held down the fort for the Penguins against the Calgary Flames. If you want a more in-depth look at that game specifically or at either game specifically, you can go check out the Iceberg recaps on each of those on every feed, whether that be the podcast feed or on YouTube. But good to see the goaltenders, of course, looking their best. Evgeny Malkin, not only did he look his best, he's calling it back to 2011 when he won the Hart Trophy. Six points in two games for Gino Machino, and he said after the game on Saturday, "Ah, it'd be nice if they ended the season tomorrow. That way I could be up for the Hart Trophy. Well, He was up for the NHL's third star of the week with those six points. Definitely a hot start for the 37-year-old veteran. Nice to see the Russian Bear looking as good as he ever has been. But in my opinion, the best sign of all from these two games is that the Penguins' power play is finally starting to click. And I say finally, and I understand. It's the third game of the season. We expect it to be a work in progress throughout the year, and by no means is the Penguins' power play a finished product. But it's starting to find its rhythm, and that is a very, very, like I mentioned, the most welcome sign for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You look back on Friday, they go two for three against the Washington Capitals. Both goals scored by the captain, Sidney Crosby, and both scored in the most important area of the ice. They're scored down low right next to the blue paint. You love to see Crosby putting those goals away. You love to see the Penguins working that power play closer and closer to the net front because when you look back at what the most frustrating thing about this power play has been is they stay on the perimeter too much. They don't attack the center of the ice. They don't pierce the middle of opposing teams' penalty kills. Well, that was not the case on Friday. Penguins get to the net front, get the puck on the stick of the captain, and he put two behind Charlie Lindgren of the Washington Capitals. So two for three against the Capitals on Saturday. They get three opportunities once again. They all come in the first period of play. And I know some may look at the box score and say, well, they went 0 for 3 on the power play. They didn't score. But they only had a total of two minutes and 37 seconds with a man advantage. And that's because the refs were calling penalties like they were officiating a game of tag. I mean, anytime you put a free hand on a player in the first period against the Flames the refs were blowing the play dead, and that happened a couple of different times when the Penguins had the man advantage that absolutely negated it, and it got the other team to four on four. But still, over 3 on the power play. You'd like to see them cash in, but only two minutes and 37 seconds. So in reality, one power play opportunity, one and a quarter power play opportunity for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But in that time, that two minutes and 37 seconds, the Pittsburgh Penguins produced nine shot attempts. Of those nine shot attempts, five of them were on goal, and according to Natural Stat Trick, eight scoring chances for the Penguins in that two and a half minutes, and three high-danger scoring chances. If you go back and watch the game, the eye test matches the stats and the underlyings, because the Penguins' power play had constant pressure for that two and a half minutes. They looked really good in both occasions. On both evenings, they looked really good. The chemistry is starting to shine through. Obviously, we know only one of these players is new this season on the power play. Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, and Raquel. The first three have worked together for the last seven seasons now. Raquel, of course, having a year and some change of chemistry with the two of them. And then the new player is Eric Carlson. So you're introducing somebody new. You have to get the chemistry up, but the one thing that you know is not going to be lacking is is talent, ability, and skill. And that is what Carlson brings, and you finally start to see those five meshing as a unit. Seamless transitioning between players. There's a lot of movement on this power play. It's a power play that going back throughout the past couple of years, when they're not feeling it, when they're not confident, a lot of the times they were stagnant. They seem to be pretty confident right now because they are switching positions and they are exchanging positions, and they are flowing as a unit very, very well over the past couple of games. You've seen Malkin running things at the point. You've seen Crosby running things at the point. You've seen Carlson running things at the point. This team and this power play unit is really starting to kick it off into a high gear, and you hope that they can build on that. That's that's the thing you want to see next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. But I think more importantly than being able to transition, being able to flow with the puck a little bit better, they're pushing the puck down low. I mentioned it earlier. Both of the power play goals against the Washington Capitals came down near the blue paint. Sidney Crosby, one of them was right to the left of Lindgren. He's able to pot that goal. The second one, the puck wasn't even supposed to go to Crosby. It was a shot pass by Evgeny Malkin down low to Jake Gensel, who had a wide open net. He wasn't able to get a stick on it. It bounced off his skates right out to the front where Crosby was sitting right in the front of the net, and he was able to deposit the puck into the back for his second goal of the game and the second goal for the power play on the game. That's where they're going to score these goals, in that bumper position up high or down low getting rebounds because the Penguins historically have relied on their stellar players to get really good shots on goal. And they've had a couple of those opportunities. Evgeny Malkin on Saturday hit a couple posts on one-timers from out far. They have that capability. But you're going to make your bread. You're going to become a top 10, potentially top 5 power play if you start capitalizing on opportunities down low and you continue to push the puck down low instead of hanging around the top at the top of that umbrella. Also, the Penguins were getting rebounds well. Sustaining zone pressure well. Those are two things that... The power play has struggled with in the past. Two things that the power play struggled with throughout the preseason. They struggled with that in the opening game against the Chicago Blackhawks, but not on Friday and not on Saturday. They looked good in that area. One last positive sign. Best players have taken the most shots so far. It's only three games. Very, very small sample size, but Sidney Crosby of the 12 shots on goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins on the power play. Sidney Crosby has almost half. He has five shots for the Pens. Kenny Malkin has three, Jake Gensel has two, Eric Carlson also has two, and Ricard Raquel yet to get a shot on goal on the man advantage. Now, obviously, you want to see these five players sort of finish around the same numbers and shots. You want it to be an even attack. You want them to not zero in on one player, because if the Penguins zero in on one player that's taking all the shots, posing penalty kills, they do film study, they'll know, hey, Kenny Malkin takes all the shots on this power play. Why are we going to cover Ricard Raquel, who doesn't have a shot on goal yet, on the man advantage? So you're going to want to see them continue to make that even as much as possible, but still, you want Crosby to be taking more shots. You want Malkin to be taking more shots. And honestly, looking at the way that that five is laid out right now, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Carlson, Raquel, in that order, that's how you want the order to be. Crosby and Malkin at the top, Jake Gensel right there below them because he is probably one of the most lethal goal scorers in the National Hockey League, Carlson as a setup guy, so he still gets shots on goal, but majority-wise, he's making the plays, he's setting up the play, and then Ricard Raquel, you want him to be an option, but not ahead of these other guys, Raquel has a phenomenal shot, I'm not taking anything away from him, but when you look at the three Hall of Famers and the one Hall of Very Good that's in front of him, it makes sense that they're going to get more shots on goal, so yes, positive sign that the players that have the more talent are taking more shots. And again, very early but it's starting to click. You're starting to see what the grand scheme of things is supposed to be for Todd Reardon's unit. It's a good step. The question then becomes, can they build on it heading into this week? They have three days off from the last game. They'll next play on Wednesday against Detroit. Well, there's a good opportunity for them. Detroit ranked 18th On the penalty kill last season. Amongst 32 teams in the NHL. So lower half there. They're 75% on the kill this season. Again, only a handful of games. But their penalty kill has not been as lights out as say the Pittsburgh Penguins. Who are 9 for 10 on the penalty kill. Or 90%. Then on Saturday. They head to St. Louis. Take on the St. Louis Blues. Who last year ranked 30th. In the National Hockey League. On the penalty kill. And they're at 80%. This season, So a good opportunity for a power play that's starting to click to continue to build that momentum. We'll have to wait and see what they're able to do, but certainly encouraging signs from the man advantage. But that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to go. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.